shooting practice from the ensuite bathroom to the shed, and how severe injuries have shaped mental attitudes. Thanks for listening. This is Destination Tokyo. It's the Olympic and Paralympic short daily podcast, and I'm Mark Shardlow. And today it's the first team announcement of 2021, and there's a lot to take in over the next 10 minutes or so. It was a great day, team announcements, and it's great to be joined by seven members of Team GB and Paralympics GB who've been named in the shooting team for Tokyo. Uh, firstly, congratulations, Aaron Heading. I've seen you win medals at the Commonwealth and European Games, and now at last, Aaron Heading Olympian. It's got a nice ring to it. It's it's, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's uh, yeah, I'm I'm over the moon. Alongside you, Kirsty Hegarty. I am absolutely thrilled to finally be able to tell people that I've been selected for Team GB going to the Olympics in Tokyo. And well done, Matt Coward Holly. It's what every uh, I think it's what every athlete strives for is to be part of your your national team and to be part of Team GB is a absolutely phenomenal feeling. Kirsty, what does this mean to you? It just means that. All the years of standing outside in the cold at a shooting range have finally paid off. You know, all that support that my family has given me, all my friends have given me that, you know, I can now turn around to them and be like, without you, I wouldn't I wouldn't have made it this far. And shooting's really a family affair for you as well, isn't it? It is, yes. So um, both my mum and dad um, are shooters and they have shot... Um, domestically for Northern Ireland for as long as I can remember really because I used to hate shooting being taken to all these shooting grounds as a child and having to sit in the car or watch mum and dad shoot or train and I was like I hate this I hate this but see as soon as I got the first time I broke a clay I was hooked just that feeling of like how amazing it was to see the clay disintegrate in the air and just yeah I've been hooked ever since. Brilliant. Uh, on to the Paralympics team, two of the six, Lorraine Lambert and Tim Jeffries. How are you guys feeling? Excited. It's such a proud moment. It's always a proud moment to represent your country. But on the world stage, like the Paralympics, is that it's just an honour. It's a bright light at the, hopefully, more towards the end of a tunnel of uh, last year or so. What struck me talking to you today is how many of you have had a very serious accident to deal with in your life. Matt, going back to you, yours came with a broken spine on the rugby pitch. I um, played rugby for 30 years and um, had various quite severe injuries. Um, so I ended up having to stop rugby completely. I then had a few years where I didn't play any sport. It kind of knocked, knocked my confidence, I think, as such having such a severe injury. But then the drive came back to want to be competitive again. Aaron, your injury came mid-career. Yeah, so in uh, 2014, um, two weeks after the uh, Glasgow Commonwealth Games, um, I was in a in a motorbike accident and basically was really close to losing my leg. It's, it's given me a lot more respect of um, of life and how quick um, life can change, uh, literally in the blink of an eye. I found it really difficult for the period of rehab to go back into competition straight away. But luckily, I found another calling card um, away from shooting, which was Her Majesty's Coast Guard, uh, which I joined. It just gave me a bit more purpose and a bit more respect and, and learned something else and just to take my mind away from, from shooting, which when I started shooting again, it, I was straight back into international medals. So, yeah, it was it was... It was definitely a, 
a really weird chain of events that, that's brought me to here now. There are a number of you in both squads today, Matt, that have had uh, life-changing or dramatic injuries. Do you think that has helped your mentality, your resi- resilience in this sport? Oh, definitely. It gives you a different um, a different perspective on what you can do. Obviously, I was very, very set on a career in rugby at the time and having injuries that stopped me doing that and all and injuries that very almost changed my life very, very dramatically. Um, it gives you a very different sort of outlook on what you can do and what, and, and what you are physically able to do yourself. It definitely gives you a very different drive. Uh, James Beavis, congratulations to being part of the Paralympics GB team. You had a similar path with a motorbike accident. I've been into guns all my life uh, with my dad and my uncle shooting. I've probably been shooting since I was about 10, really, and um, all the way up into my accident and then had an accident and lost use of my arm and then um, just had to adapt and then got involved with uh, British shooting. And um, and that was it. Um, 18 months later, I went to um, Beijing. Do you think that experience changed your mentality, James? Yeah, I think for me personally, definitely, it definitely it has made me a lot stronger mentally and want just a more of a desire to achieve things. I think is to prove myself that I can be even with an injury, I, I can be as better, better as anybody on the planet, really. And, and I'm like that with anything I do. Ryan Cockbill, congratulations too on being named in the team today. You were a teenager when you were paralysed in a paddling pool accident and at Stoke Mandeville, you took up both wheelchair rugby and shooting. So how come you decided on shooting there? I guess uh, the time I was doing the rugby and the shooting, that they were totally different uh, sports. One being very energetic and thrashing around a sports hall and the other one being very calm, very collective uh, and very kind of therapeutic in a way of being, mm. being able to be individual and in control of what you're doing. Um, and I found that it was uh, a very kind of mentally challenging sport. So uh, having that mental challenge kind of pushed me in a way to to focus better. You know, you can't miss the target. If you do, that's it. It's game over. So and that challenge is what drives me forward, I think. Ryan, we've all had to adapt in these COVID times, but I love your home setup. Tell us about the electric target and what you've done. We built a shed um, and a connecting pipe to the side of the house, uh, which connects through what was where an only light window was. We've took the window out, put a panel in, a secure panel, cut a hole in the panel, bolted on this pipe into the shed. So this target's now sitting in in the shed on the decking, um, and that's given me the full length of ten meters to shoot at. Where do you where do you shoot from? Uh, I, I sit in the bathroom, my ensuite bathroom to my bedroom. Um, so yeah, the whole ten meters I've got from the back patio to to the edge of the back wall of my bathroom is about twelve meters now. So I've, I've got a full length range, and I'm able to uh, to train effectively. And my my commute to work, as we call it, is very short. Fantastic. So what have you been doing during the lockdown then, guys? Lorraine? As shooters, we've done the Target Tokyo Challenge. So we raised money for the NHS. Um, So we sort of like the virtual distance between here and Tokyo and back is over 1,600 miles. So we've pushed, walked, ran, swam, cycled, 
that virtual distance to raise money for the NHS Together charity. So it's just been about working together, promoting good mental health um, in different ways and just keep active and keep positive. James, how about you? Did the Land's End of John O'Groats ride in my garage and that was averaging, uh, it was near on a thousand miles and it was 114 mile a day for seven days, which was gruelling, but I got through it and I've cycled just under 7,000 kilometres last year. Wow. Tim? Uh, I've just kept myself busy with training, with studying and with helping other people and myself as best I can. So what are your views then on whether the Olympics should be going ahead? There's a lot of speculation this week about the situation and uh, some people are saying that it should be delayed. How, how are you feeling about that? And how does that conversation affect you mentally? As athletes, we all strive to go to the Olympics. And I think if an event can go ahead, the IOC and all the various governing bodies it will be a safe event for us to compete at for sure. Well, for me personally, it's just a case of um, I'm going at it 100%. You know, I'll just be the best prepared person that I can be for the Games. Um, and if it comes off, it comes off. If it doesn't, I'll just hit the wall at 100 mile an hour and, you know, it'll be ready for Paris. It's just look at a longer preparation period for Paris. But yeah. As an athlete, I now have to be like, get into that mindset of, we're going and just get my training plan down and just that is my next focus my next goal is getting to Tokyo and getting off that plane and representing Team GB. So just going back to you Matt then you go to the Olympics as a favourite for a medal how does that feel? The Olympic Games is the pinnacle of uh, of all sport and everybody that goes has the equal opportunity to win because we have all won uh, through the course of the year running up at the highest level. So I think it's definitely one of those, yes, you can go in as a favourite, an underdog, or whichever way, but everybody at the Games has had an equal opportunity to win. And I think that's the most amazing thing about the Olympics. And Aaron, you're going to go as a new dad. Yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm father to to my son, Hennessy, um, which has just been incredible. You know, um, obviously with the the last um, year with the, uncertainty and and the chain events that's happened um every cloud has a silver lining and and, and definitely my family has been it um being able to to watch him and 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 in this period of watching him grow you know um it's just been it's, it's been really good oh thanks aaron thank you all good luck and hopefully see you all in tokyo in july and august And that's it, the first team announcement of the year. Thanks very much for listening. Just a reminder, this is a daily podcast uh, on Monday to Friday. I'd love it if you'd subscribe. Also, if you enjoy it, I'm raising money for Maggie's Cancer Centre. So if you can, drop a pound or two via justgiving.co.uk. If you search Destination Turkey, it'll come up. It's very easy to give a small donation there. And tomorrow, we'll be reliving one of the great Olympic moments of the 21st century. See you then.